Hello my friends, welcome to the We Are TGF Gaming Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope you're keeping safe and well, and don't forget to hit the follow button so you know when we upload next. Hello my friends, welcome back to another episode of the TGF Podcast. If you want to talk about gaming, if you want to listen to us talking about gaming, there's no better podcast to get involved with. And if you want to get involved, you can do so simply by emailing wearetgf at gmail.com. Now let's crack on with today's episode. We are on episode 11 and of course I am not here alone. In fact, there are three other people with me. First and foremost, the most important of all three of them to me is my wonderful lady, Pixie. Hello! And today, because we are now in the second, well, the second ten episodes, we have now hit our milestone. That's in the rear view. I had my wonderful son on. Now we are going to get our guests to come back from the first ten episodes and they will choose whoever they want to bring on with them today we have got none other than the one and only Fiddleooch the bro the og of tgf hello you beautiful beautiful people how are we today we are fantastic i love doing this podcast it is such a really nice thing to do. Now, instead of me introducing our special guest for today's episode, Nick, you were the one who chose this person to come on to today's episode, so I think that it's only fair that you introduce them. So do you want to do the honours? Oh, yes. So this person, so to speak, I've had a privilege of knowing for a fair couple of months now, and I've seen him go from a normal streamer to a and we have gamed so much and i am proud to announce the guest i have chosen is none other than my ambassador that i chose for the tgf it's tj shalom shalom thank you for having me welcome so to the crazy town my dude <laughs> happy happy days how are we all we are all fantastic this is just a podcast where we talk about everything to do with video games now it's set up in sections as you already know but then at the end there is quite a few news stories that i managed to find a few are really interesting and there is one specifically for our friend nick is there one for me is there one for me is there one for me (laughs) only because we already know what his favorite franchise is that's why so yes there's your clue it's to do with your favorite franchise nick no here we go (laughs) <laughs> can, can you guess what it is? It's going to be something about a new Assassin's Creed game, isn't it? Not quite, but you are on the right lines. <laughs> it's me and you going to Comic-Con dressed as Assassin's Creed people. I've already got the outfit, so just I'm set. I'll be, I'll, be there. I'll be there. So, now as I've just said at the beginning, if you want to get in contact and you want to share your story, your gaming feats, then you can do. Or you want to just ask a question to me, my wonderful lady, or any of the guests that we've got on any chosen week. 
then all you have to do is email wertgf at gmail.com. I will read and reply to every single one that I get. So without further ado, let's crack on with the questions. Now, as normal, we are going to have the same questions going but most of them are going to be targeted towards TJ because we already know what gaming loves Fiddleach has and we already know what his favourite franchise and his favourite games are. So we're going to open the discussion when TJ gives us his answers. We are going to penetrate him with gaming dun, questions. Dun, oh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> feel the penetration. Yeah, <laughs> now, first, of course... We've got some questions for the returning guest, which is you, my friend. I'm not returning. I'm here every week. What are you talking about? <coughs> so. He looks painful. I'm just going to ignore that. I'll let that go over my head. <laughs> Nick, out of everyone that you could have chosen to come onto the podcast, you chose TJ. Why? Well, I was... When... I got the privilege of finding out that I'm going to be on another podcast, which I'm grateful for. I was, I was thinking in my head, and one person came straight to me. And then, because I know, obviously, you're going to be doing this with other people. And I know that other people pick other people that I might have chosen. But yeah. with TJ, right, I'm going to give you some insight. He is such a down-to-earth guy He's an awesome gamer, and his streams are always amazing. He always provides awesome content, regardless of what game he plays, and he plays a fair few. Here, here. And I don't know it. Since I've known him, I've seen his journey before the affiliation and after the affiliation, and how his streams are always one hundred percent top quality. I what agree. I've seen, yeah. Even if he does have a bad game, it doesn't matter because he will still drop at least 15, 20 kills regardless. Yeah, his bad game is my excellent one in a blue moon game. <laughs> now, and just it, to yeah. let some people know, we were playing as a custom lobby on Splitgate and I was getting many, many kills. But the one person who kept killing me over and over again was TJ. I just could not seem to defeat him or when I did, it was one or maybe two kills per match and that was it yeah he's a really good gamer so nick that brings me to my next question then pal what's your fondest memory of tj oh there are many oh no there <laughs> are many oh is so, he, he's a bit nervous there tj yeah <laughs> so oh god we used to do the tourneys with um mr donut damage when he used to host oh, yeah. them. Warzone Wednesdays. But that's not the highlight. The highlight was, is he jumped in my stream one time. And he saw me playing Rogue Company. And he's like, oh, is this game any good? So I was like, yeah, jump on it. And I think we spent five hours gaming. Oh, yeah, it was at least, it was at least five hours. And we were literally just slaying. And then after, he was always on it. And I was like, yes, I've got someone to play Rogue Company with. <laughs> and we were literally just budding up all the time and having such awesome games. And, like, the conversations were hilarious as fuck. As, uh, as hell, should I say. <clears throat> but, yeah, no. He's so awesome, man. He's so chilled as well. I mean, you guys will hear in the podcast how awesome this guy is. I cannot big him up enough. Well, we That's already know, but the <laughs> listeners don't, do they? So, maybe, just maybe... Hearing him talk about his gaming loves, his 
gaming passions and things like that might actually convince someone to go over and check him out of course all of his information along with the leech and ours and the discord server is going to be linked in the description so if you are interested in anything we are saying and you want to get involved with more like-minded people then get yourself over to the tgf discord server and open a conversation have a really good natter about your favorite games there are plenty of people in there and there are plenty of conversations to be had well, so without diverse ado, group of people in the discord yeah so let's crack on with his gaming loves tj these questions are going to be directed directly to you dun, dun, dun. Let's put him on the spot yeah we okay. put him on the spot so, uh, what I'm is the very good. first experience that you can remember having when it concerns video games? It was when he, his mum was pregnant with him. She just <laughs> laid the controller on the belly and he was just still beasting it then. Yeah. The baby's kicking again. Put the controller on the belly, quick. <laughs> Get the dog. <laughs> Hit the first 360 at eight weeks old. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. First ever. Um, I was probably about seven or eight. I remember this because my, my dad used to play. He was playing on the original Xbox. It was the original Star Wars Battlefront game. Oh, it was I on uh, which map? The Moss Eisley map on Tatooine. Yeah. And I remember moving forwards and not being able to look at the same time because I was like, I'm seven or eight. I, can't, I don't have coordination. <laughs> yeah. I could look forward. Or I, could, I could look around or I could move. I couldn't do both. And he slowly taught me how to play the game. And I used, to, I used to watch him, and I used to try it, and he used to get slowly better and better. And I like your dad. Yeah. <laughs> He's a good dad. But yeah, it was that first moment where I had no idea what I was doing, and he just sort of taught me the basics of moving and looking at the same time. It took me a while, but just that first moment was so much fun. That's the first memory I've got of actually playing games. That's ever. a nice memory to have. Yeah, and oh, let's yeah. face it, we've all been at that point where we first picked up a... 360 movement kind of game and we ended up walking forward and <laughs> looking into the air or looking down at the shoot. ground I used to love shooting clouds yeah <laughs> and everyone else game. looks <laughs> everyone else looks at someone like that and goes oh bless look they just picked it up for the first time isn't it cute <laughs> so what made you go back to it after that first experience oh, I think it's just I don't know, it's just like the satisfaction of being able to do something whilst also doing nothing. So it's like, you just sat around not doing anything, but at the same time, you're actually you're playing the game. You're achieving so that. much. Yeah. It's like the achie achieving without, well, so without doing anything, you're doing something, but not, it's you, in a different you're reality your, almost. You are giving your thumbs exercise. You don't get exercised oh, yeah. enough. Of course. I've got proper thumb muscles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how you can tell which which person's a gamer and which one's not. Just yeah. look at the muscles. If they've got a really muscly thumb, then you know that they are a gamer. If you've got oh, Dwayne yeah. Johnson on your thumb, you're a beast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look at that thumb action. <laughs> so what was the very first game platform that you ever gamed on then? Platform? Oh, yeah. Original Xbox, I think. It's, yeah, surely. Because I, I remember play, I used to play Raymond Raving Rabbits on the PS2. I remember I that, yeah. I, I barely remember it, but I do remember playing it. So it's either that or the original Xbox with the Star Wars Battlefront. I don't know which came first. It was a long time ago. Well, do you know what? When, 
when I was playing that game, I couldn't get over the fact. I'm going, why couldn't they call it something else? Because at the time, <laughs> there was Rayman, and yeah. that was like a I really, like, it was an iconic 2D platformer. Oh, and then the Rayman Rabbits came out, and you was like, well, why did they have to have, to have the same name? <laughs> and yeah, I always got confused. You got, you yeah, got to that point where you had... To, about it. it's like, yeah. yeah. Which Rayman are you on about? <laughs> <laughs> are you on about the platformer or the Rabbits? Yeah, so I'm yeah, I com- I completely understand that, and I have fond memories of both of them games myself as well. Mm. So, what is the very first platform that you actually owned? Not that you played on, that you owned as Ooh, yourself. I, I remember... Oh, uh, yeah. So, going from year six to year seven, I did this exam to get into this private school. I got a... I managed to get a scholarship in maths. So, as a reward, my parents got me a Xbox 360. Uh, I remember, because they were, they, were they were going to buy me the arcade version, and I was convinced that the arcade version was awful. I don't know why, <laughs> but I was convinced it wasn't, I needed the Elite. So, after lots of uh, discussion, I guess, bargaining... A lot of back and forth. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was a good negotiation. <laughs> we got the Elite, and I can't... Honestly, I can't remember what game I got with it. I think it might have been, oh, it might have been Halo, from what I'm thinking. It might have been Halo that I got. It was either that or a Call of Duty. Well, it, but one yeah. of those, yeah. A lot of people going on about Halo being absolutely amazing. I have played it briefly, but I could mm. never really see the pull. But then I played briefly, as I said, but then I played on it, played on it online. And... Mm. It's a whole different game when you take it online. Oh, yeah. It's incredibly intense. Yeah. And it's so fun as well. Because mm. I was I was raised on games like... Uh, well, first off, Doom on the PC, then Quake. Oh, yeah. And then Unreal Arena. And the way that you could jump on jump pads and go up into the air and use your rocket launcher, and it was all about... <laughs> predicting where the enemy was going to be before it got there. Yeah. That, to me, was just... That's where all the skill was. And I loved it so much. So much. You have to lead your target. That was the very first experience I had with leading targets when you're trying to shoot more satisfying than sniping someone like 200 metres away. You fire a foot in front of them and just watch the bullet and then run into it. Best thing ever. Yeah. And especially when you fire something like an RPG... And then they oh, jump yeah. into the air on a jump pad or something like that, and you get a mid-air collision. That is like one in a million, and it's such a good feeling when you pull one of them shots off. So like old yeah, school trick shots. Yeah, exactly. That's see, we don't need no three sixty no scopes or any <laughs> shit like that. No, you got to use a rocket launcher that travels slowly in comparison to an instant hit scan bullet, and now try and get your shot on target. I think that's why I gravitate towards Battlefield more than mm. COD because it's more realistic. You've got bullet time, you've got bullet drop, and you've got to take everything into account in a split second in order to get that's that brilliant. shot on target. So are you excited for any new games then? I want to say I'm excited for the new COD, but I'm really not for some reason. Like It looks similar to World War Two, which I didn't actually play in the end because it wasn't for me. But 
games that are coming out, I'm hoping Halo comes out with a BR. Because if they do, if they come out with a Battle Royale, I think that would be incredible. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to Halo having something like that. Well, we mentioned it a couple of episodes ago, and I want to put this to both of you. Uh, the new portal is coming to Battlefield 2042. We all know about that. Uh, mm. That is Battlefield Bad Company, Battlefield 3, and Battlefield 1942. And all that content can be used in this new Battlefield 2042, where you can make up your own games. But this oh, wow. new mode that they were saying it is not a battle royale is turning mm. out to be a possible free-to-play element. And okay. I'm really excited for it because I can't remember the name of the game, but there's one that's just released on the PC, which is PC only, and it's basically you jumping into the map, you've got to loot up like you normally would in a battle royale, but then you've got AI, waves of AI coming at you while you have got to try and capture control points or an ammo stash or gather intel and then okay. expel at the end before you get killed. And I just think that is that such... Sounds cool. That sounds like a really good idea and I think that would be perfect. If that was the free-to-play element, I guarantee that would get a lot of people buying the main game. That'd be great. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, that's, that's just yeah. it. Everyone I've asked as well just says, yeah, that sounds really cool. Well, what about you, Nick? You sounds about? like a giant Battle Royale zombie game. Mm. Kind of, yeah. I think that's what... Do you remember the um, COD special event where you had to destroy the train? Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> it sounds like you get the whole lobby squadding up, capturing ABC if it's like demolition or whatnot. And then you just yeah. get waves of zombies coming at you while trying to defend which sounds pretty awesome because then you haven't got to worry about being sniped from a random location or headshot glitched or something like that well so the I'm whole intrigued. point of this new mode uh, I think you can go on with I think it's a four man team but then you can go on and you're on the same server with other teams and it is completely up to you whether you team up and strength in numbers a, and all that. You could get a massive great big TGS. Or people oh. can come in, yeah. People can mm. come in and they can proper ambush is, you. Is the new Battlefield going to like be Battlefield 4 where you could buy your own server? I and don't rent know. It? I don't know, but I can see a lot of people using this portal to put up their own game modes. And I think oh, yeah. they might do it that way. TJ, if you got it, would you do a game mode? I reckon I'd do a game mode, yeah. I'll play it. I'm sort of having a look around. As long as it's not snipers, I'll play it. From <laughs> what I believe, it's like a fusion kind of thing where you you put all the weapons that you want to allow, you put all the vehicles you want to allow and stuff like mm. that into the web browser, then you upload it to the DICE servers and then they will put it onto the main game, giving you a little code. You know, like an invite code. That's really cool. Yeah, it sounds like the few. It's the fruition of a lot of work. Now you might remember back in, well, I think back 2015 when Battlefield One was just released. They were doing all these revolutionary AI tests, and you saw them all running about and getting into fights. 
and a few of them were a bit dumb. You saw them running around in circles and stuff like that. <laughs> but for the most part, it worked. Well, this is something they've been working on for, I think, in the region of about the last 10 years. Trying to, to get this AI the, right. But they and I think it's to wait for the... The technology That's to catch up. Thank you, I had a brain fart. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I do see it being a really big hit. And if it's free-to-play too, in the same way that they've done Warzone is free-to-play, but it's connected to the main COD games, mm, I think yeah. that would be an awesome live service. And then to think that there would be more and more content added, I just think that would be a really big hit. Anyway, we've gone off topic. That is just <laughs> what's coming. When don't and we I'm, stay on topic? Yeah, I'm excited for it. Now... Of course, there is one thing that I want to talk about before we move on to your gaming loves. And this is for everyone to get involved in, but I've got a feeling I'm going to be the one talking the most. You always <laughs> bloody are. Dead Space. Back on. <laughs> now, I think everyone is fully aware by now, and if you're not, what have you been doing? I am an avid lover of Dead Space and just over the weekend I decided that I was going to watch the Dead Space live stream. I sent you some screenshots and a couple of videos as well didn't I Nick? Oh yes which pushed me to download all three of them. <laughs> exactly. Oh, there's going to be a Dead Space duo stream soon. Oh, oh definitely. Yes there is. Because what I have been absolutely blown away by uh, there was a corridor that you walked down Nick that you might remember it was just like a U shape yes. and at the end of the corridor you see one of the crew of the Ishimura banging his head against the wall Yes, do that on a daily basis that you? is the section <laughs> of the game that they showed to showcase the difference between the original and what they are classing as an early build. Well, I can say now with confidence, if that is what they're classing as an early build, that would be good enough. But they've got improvements to make. The game is looking gorgeous. Isaac Clarke, the main protagonist, he is looking so, so cool now. The lighting, perfect. The way enemies move are just perfect as it stands. And they are not the finished product not only that but now it's possible to shoot flesh off the necromorph's limbs so before you used to be able to chop the limbs off that was the whole point disclaimer this is an over 18 <laughs> stream carry on sounds like yeah. you're at an airport <laughs> <laughs> carry on <laughs> this is an over 18s podcast please be aware that there will be violence gore and sexual content that's what she said <laughs> to listen to this it is at your own discretion thank you for listening <laughs> sorry carry dun, on dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> right anyway you were saying anyway, because you shoot flesh off them, yes okay. you can shoot their limbs off that's how you take an enemy out quickly uh, normally, if you just shoot centre mass, you're going to take a lot of shots to put one enemy a down. Bit, if you shoot like, their arms, um, their legs, their heads off. A bit like Doom, then. Kind of, but yeah. I said a bit like. A bit like, yeah. 
So, knowing that knows makes it so you know exactly where to shoot someone. And you shoot them in the limbs rather than in the centre mass. Well, now they've made a subtle change, which I think is going to take it to a whole new level. Is it a nut shot dead instantly? No. Oh. Dirty-minded cow. <laughs> no, now you can expose the bones when you Giggity. shoot. Behave. <laughs> you can expone, expose, expose the bones. Oh, he's got that in the brain. You'll get Giggity. there in a minute. <laughs> can I finish? <laughs> if you want to. If that's need what to. You, said. <laughs> you, you child. <laughs> Oh, he's now put his head in his hands, people. Are we done? (laughs) Yeah, I think we are. (laughs) You can shoot the flesh off. You can't see Pixie's face right now. She's she's trying not to choke on her brute. Yeah, trying not to choke on my brute. Carry on. Right. You can shoot the flesh off and that reveals the bone underneath. And if you shoot the bone, you can get a critical hit on that enemy and obviously shoot the limb off the body so that is how they've done it now and it gives a whole new level a whole new layer towards the way that enemies and isaac will interact and i can't wait for it it's supposed to be coming at the latter end of next year and i guarantee you if i've got a ps5 and a copy of that game i will not be playing anything else Unless Sarah is wide awake and in the front room. Because if she's up, it's not the kind of game I want her seeing. I don't want to give her nightmares. So what do we think to the improvements they've made? It's already a beautiful ass game. Yeah. I mean, that concept of obviously revealing the flesh to shoot the bone for critical hits is... Well, it takes a lot of detail. And it's just... it's The concept of it alone is very unique. And I think, yeah. it's, like, I think it's a great idea. They've also stated that they are not going to mess with the main story... Because the whole point of the story is the marker and finding your missus. That is the whole point which leads to the twist at the end. Which I am not going to say because Nick's not played it yet. Oh, yes. But there is a really good story arc and it just draws you in more and more and more. And it's such a great, well thought out game. It's now still to this day referred to as a masterclass in game making or a perfect game oh, that yeah. is what people refer to it as and when you play it you know why instantly so of course whenever anyone says can you suggest a horror game to me the one that I go to every time my favourite franchise Dead Space play it if you've not already and you like horror play it I implore you Nick, how are you finding it now that you started playing it for the first time? Oh, dude. Like, I was proper expecting to get, like, jump-scared 90% of the time while I was playing on stream. But, no, the detail is so, like... Considering I'm on Dead Space 1. Yeah. Which came out in... 11 super... years ago now. 2010. Yeah. yeah, 11 years ago. Yeah, so, to play a game that old... And it'd be so detailed. But it's not like a normal game where you're trying to figure out where you go. And I forgot about this. Because you can push your stick in 
and the marker shows you where to go. Yeah. Oh, like a hint, kind of. Yeah. It puts a hologram on the floor that basically says, go this way. And I'm still getting used to that. But overall, I'm on chapter two, I believe, or I've just finished chapter two. And I'm excited for my next string, which will be tomorrow, funny enough. And I will be playing Dead Space or Sea of Thieves. Now, so tomorrow we'll for us people is going to be Saturday. We are recording this on Friday the 3rd. Just so you know, this is oh, not right. he's not going to be playing Thursday. Or he might be playing Thursday. I don't no, know. No, I'm not but... streaming tomorrow. It's Saturday tomorrow. It is Saturday mm. tomorrow. Ignore me. Right, back <laughs> next week. <laughs> <laughs> what I love about the game is... Uh, a lot of the time now, and I think TJ, you might agree with this. You play a lot of different games yourself. The yeah, hood yeah. on a game now, whether it's third person, first person, the oh, hood yeah. is always very, very cumbersome. It can be very cluttered, and it takes away from the main gameplay. Would yeah, you agree yeah, with yeah. that? It's sort of like it borders the entire game, and it feels yeah. like you're not quite play- or playing it as you. Well, this is something they took into account when they first created the game, and it's something that the developers now are actually revisiting and making sure that they keep in the game. And that is, there is no HUD at all. So the life that you have left is signified by the lights on your back. Now, you might have seen them on my wallpaper when I've been streaming or when you've seen Isaac Clarke in his suit, you will see the line of lights on his back. That signifies his life. There's also like a half circle one that signifies the stasis that he's got because you can use stasis to, or telekinesis almost, to pick up objects or move objects from one place to another. You can even take a limb that you just shot off an enemy, pick it up, and then launch it back at them and impale them. <laughs> it, oh, that's pretty cool. Things like that just make it way more immersive, especially when you're playing on a TV. It's not like you're in VR or anything, so they've got to bring the immersions in somehow, and that's how they've done it. Then, of course, you've got a little pda on your arm that you can bring up your inventory menu with there's even a map in the later games that you can proper zoom in and that all gets projected as a hologram from your arm so when you bring up your menu you will see isaac bring his arm up and type into his arm to get that menu up when you receive messages from other npcs within the game you will see that appear in front of him like a projection, a hologram projection, and it just all helps the immersion. Then you've got to think about the enemies. The enemies are brutal, as Nick has found out now. And there is weaknesses to all of them, but hmm. when you first play through, Nick, I have to say, I <laughs> I really enjoyed watching you walking down a corridor the same way that I used to walk down every corridor when I first played it. And what I mean by that is walking everywhere, looking down your scope. <laughs> yes, no one's going to jump scare me today. <laughs> but I also think that when it comes to Dead Space, they did such a fantastic job peppering the encounters out. There's just enough 
time where nothing happens to build the tension for when all the enemies compiling at you and it just makes it a lot better to play a lot more fun a lot more intense so this is why it's called a masterclass it's all little nuances like that that when they are all put together it makes a superb experience and that is why i am always going on at people saying try it if you haven't tried it try it and it is free on game pass if you're on xbox at the minute all three, three of them, of them. yeah see i bought the first and the third one and then i got game pass after the fact so now i've got access to all three of them but yeah i'm still going to be playing through them because i still love them i played through each one of all three of them about seven or eight times now right. but even when i play through it it's just it blows my mind right, it's all enough over about again. dead space let's move on Oh, here we have to. I could talk about Dead Space for a long time, exactly. listeners. Exactly, so could we move on? Yeah, we can move on. Dead Space podcast incoming. Yeah. <laughs> I, will, I will not be on that podcast. Can I just ask one more thing about it? TJ, have you ever played Dead Space? I actually haven't, to be fair. <gasps> Would you try it? gasp. <laughs> That's fine, I've only recently started playing it. <laughs> Would you try? Oh, definitely try it, yeah. I mean, I'm looking now, the original one's got a bunch of rewards, and the remake, from what they've said, looks incredible. Yeah. Like they're keeping most of it the same. One thing I have noticed, though, it is on next-gen only. That like is PS5, Xbox Series X and S. Yes. And then, obviously, Windows, because PC is Master Race, just saying. It's because they are using ray tracing. <laughs> oh, Okay. So, yeah, even you'll be able to see Isaac's reflection in the pools of blood all over the floor and walls and ceiling. And, and moving <laughs> on. <laughs> right, so let's move on. Now it's your gaming loves, TJ. This is where we find out everything about your major loves in gaming, what you absolutely adore, what is it that addicts you to gaming and makes you keep going back. So this is first, a fucking god. <laughs> the satisfaction of being the best, clearly. Now. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. Bow down at oh. my feet. Well, this is going to be a difficult one for him because it's always the most difficult one that we ask any guest. Mm. TJ, what's your number one game? The best game ever created, in your Ooh. personal opinion? Uh, this one is probably going to surprise most people. A lot of them might not have heard of it. But it's a game from. A long time ago, I will search when it came out, but uh, let me have a look. Da, da, da. Came out in, oh wow, that was a long time ago, <laughs> 2003. <laughs> it's called Midtown Madness 3 for the original Xbox. First of all, has anyone heard of that? Nope. I've no. heard of it, but I haven't played it. So it's basically the story mode. Well, it's got two versions. You've got the story mode version, one in Washington, one in Paris, and Basically, you, you drive. You do. It's a driving game, but also a bit of racing, and little bits of other things as well. And I don't know why, but I played this game for about five or six years straight, and it's just so much fun. If you ever get a chance, I definitely recommend checking it out. Um, I don't think they've ever done remakes of it, but I played that for so many years with me and my sister, completely offline game, and uh, I, it's so hard to describe. It's just so good in so many ways. I, I'm trying my best. I, 
I've got an image in my head, but I can't remember if it's the same game. But I'm pretty sure that the word midnight was always bigger than madness on mm. the front cover. And it just showed a night driving scene on the front cover. Possibly, it's, yeah. Possibly. And if I remember rightly, it was a game where it wasn't open world as such, but there was big areas that you could explore and race around. Yeah, it's like a um, free play mode, and you just drive around. It's like one big map, uh, depending on if you're in Paris or Washington. You've got a story mode for each section. So if you're in the Washington one, it's like movie stars and all sorts of craziness like that with police. Yeah. And there's some. I remember the there's one there's one race in France or in Paris, and the entire map is circulated by a uh, a motorway. And there was this one race. I can't remember what it was called, but you had to race the entire way around the motorway. And if you took too much damage, you got DNF'd. So basically, you took too much damage, you get disqualified. So you're gonna blue, well, you're gonna lose. That would be me out then, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and it's always super busy on races. So you could you pretty much choose any vehicle you wanted. We found that, well, me and my sister would be in probably like seven and eight, nine, ten. Uh, we used to go for the bus because you could take so many hits with the bus before you get destroyed. So we used to yeah. do that and always win. But if you're feeling confident, you go for the Coenseg CCX, which is the fastest car in the game at the time. And you should try and just weave in and out of traffic, which, by the way, never worked. But you always <laughs> feel like you could do it. And oh, that race just sticks in my mind so much because we used to play it all the time. That's and, it. Oh. That just... It, do you know what? I got a vague recollection of it and... I can't mm. remember if it's from watching somebody or playing it myself. Do you know what I mean? It's oh, yeah, yeah of, like a memory. You can't quite figure out if it's you or if it's someone else. It's like Yeah, but I, just I do remember that game, I think. I'm pretty sure it was that game. And that final race you've just been on about, that just reminds me of Burnout Paradise. Because yes, there was yes. a trophy that you have to get on Burnout Paradise where you hit 10 burnout boosts in a row and the best place to do that was to go around the exactly around the outskirts of the map on one massive road but mm. there was always a couple of sections where you can't see what's coming and if you go around the corner blind then the game had a nasty habit of getting you to nine burnouts in a row and then putting a car in front of you <laughs> it's always the last one isn't it yeah exactly so yeah, I I have fond memories of trying to do that, even though it's frustrating as hell sometimes. It was oh, fun. Yeah. And what I found, I don't know if any of you lot will agree, but what I found is when you go up against a game which is really challenging and really difficult, or even if it's just one race, one level, or anything like that, mm. you are struggling on. And you struggle for so long, and then you finally do it. That euphoria when you've done it is just way higher than any other part of the game. It's when you finally, finally beat something, and it's that rush you get, like yes, getting there. That is what I love about gaming. You don't seem oh, to get it anywhere else. Yeah. So, with that said, what is your favorite gaming franchise i'll be lying if it was anything other than cod because 
I've been playing COD for nice. over ten years. <laughs> nuke uh, after nuke after nuke. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I remember my first COD being uh, Modern Warfare Two. I oh, played. What's the game? I don't know what map it was called. I know what map it is. I can't remember what it's called. It's one with two big silos. It's got a bridge. It's raining. There's grass. I know exactly most of which them. one you mean. But I use a thermal intervention. It? it might be overgrown. Because in the middle there's a silo. You can climb up a ladder and go on this thing just around it. That's pretty much centre of the map. Yeah. And uh, that, and I was using an intervention sniper. sniper. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Intervention thermal was great. I think it went like 2 and 12. But, you know, we, we ignore that. It was fun. <laughs> <laughs> and ever since then, every year I get the new card. For, I remember Black Ops 1. I remember the first time I ever played that. I went six and fourteen. It was on what's it called array. That was I pretty know fun. That. Fucking yeah. array. Oh, a long time ago. Good oh, memories. The, memories. <laughs> the funny thing is, I if you remember, I didn't really come onto the online part of Black, Black Ops until mm. Black Ops Two, and it was only after that me and you met that you said, if you've not tried Black Ops One, you need to go and try yeah. Black Ops One. Oh yeah. Just before I met Pixie, I was playing Modern Warfare 3, and that prompted me to go back to Modern Warfare 2. And yeah, yeah they're just such great games, and they're not made like that. And I think it's all down to the map size. Yeah, they, tr- they try and sort of force a certain way of playing the game to make yeah. it a bit better for you, everyone. They just can't let you play it your way. They're oh, trying no. to funnel you to play a certain way. This is why I'm just running. Fuck you. I play my way. <laughs> yeah. But this is also why I gravitated towards uh, Battlefield. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. especially, like, my favourite in the franchise is Battlefield 4. And there were so many gadgets, so many vehicles, so many weapons that you can choose on truly amazingly well-designed maps that you have the option to play any way you want. And there's no meta. Because there are so many gadgets and weapons and vehicles and so many combinations... There's no meta, there's no one or two weapons that you yeah. need to use in order to win. And I think that that in itself is much better in yeah. any kind of first-person shooter. Allow us to play your way or our way. Don't force us and hem us into doing what you believe is the right way to play it. That's not going to make it fun. That's just going to turn a lot of people off it. True. It's what happened with Warzone, because... When it first came out, everyone was obsessed with getting wins, doing the best they can, not worrying yeah. about kills. And ever since tournaments and stuff came out, it's always been get as many kills as you can. That's about it. Yeah, and it doesn't matter if you win, just of, get the kills. Essentially, yeah. So then you get people that have got like a like an average KD of like a one, like a not point eight to a one. They're getting more wins than people that have like a two KD because they're playing the yeah. way they want to and they're getting the wins. And I think that's a better way to play a BR sort of. If you're playing a battle royale, you're playing for a win. There should never be sort of an well, I guess entertaining wise, there's a little concept of getting kills, but yeah. for it to be just flat out kills, just I it's play, not the same. I they play, force you to play a, a aggressive. I'll play Warzone just just to get that one kill, and I'm happy for that fucking match. <laughs> but do you know what it is for me when you get down to in any battle royale, when you get down to the last twenty people, mm. that is when it becomes really engrossing that's when it becomes truly intense and i think that's what everyone plays for so until you get down to 20 everyone just goes yeah yolo true 
right? You just run around until if you if you've gone through the gulag, you're like, right, we'll play a little bit smarter now. But when you first get in, it's like hail mary, just run at someone, try and get a kill. Yeah. <laughs> Which is and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But hey ho, that's part True. and parcel, isn't it? Yeah. So now we get to find out why you started streaming. So who was the person that wanted you to roll that made you want to become a content creator? Oh, now this was probably four years ago or something where Destiny 1 was still a really big game. I used to play that with a friend of mine and we were both fairly decent at the game to the point where people asked us to carry them to the lighthouse. I don't know if you guys have played Destiny before. Yeah. So, yeah. To so get into the lighthouse, quite a big thing. You've got to win nine games without losing three. Yeah. If you've got all the tokens, it's seven without losing two. But it's Quite really fun. <laughs> it's really fun. And we used to be fairly high up in the rankings. So my friend had the idea of if we stream it and get people to watch. Like, we offer free carries to the lighthouse. We get people to watch us. Uh, yeah. We had the occasional person offering to pay for us to get to bump them up the list. And we just started doing that. Fair I sort enough. of started streaming off that, sort of getting quite well it's not gonna get quite big just having fun off doing that made yeah. a little bit of money here and there so i did that for a bit and then after that it sort of died down when i went to the actual the well what most people call the real world and i got a job oh god there's a real of, world <laughs> oh apparently i mean i, I kind of bowed out of that for now but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i got jobs i had to spend more time doing that you had to I do adulting i did let me tell you adulting is not the most fun adult well, it is at yeah. times <laughs> but yeah, playing that, it got me into streaming a little bit. But obviously, I had to, other things took priority. And then yeah. more recently, I've been sort of... So since COVID, I've not really worked. So my mum said the idea is like, if you are as good as you used to be, or say, or that you can be again, give it a go. Sort of talk to people. If people, if you're good enough, people will watch you. I'm like, that is true. So I, lo- I love your mum. Sort of, <laughs> Shout out to TJ's mom. <laughs> yep, That's big shout out. But at the end of the day, yeah, you've got to have one of two things if you're going to stream. One, you've got to have a a decent personality, a decent persona oh, yeah. on stream, or you've got to be a pro at the game in order for you to be successful. Because if you don't have the decent personality, people are not going to watch you. And there's a couple of people I know of that hit affiliate and never earned a single penny. And I'm thinking, yeah, that's because of the Mm. way that they hear you talking. Oh, yeah. It's like most people go to be entertained. They don't go to see someone sort of get angry at the game. Right. And I never, well, I know why some people get angry at games because some people think they're getting sort of screwed over. But at the same time, it's like you're just there to entertain other people whilst you play. So no matter how good you are, if you're being negative a lot of the time, you're not going to grow quickly. Like obviously, if you're like the top sort of ten in the world, you're going to grow no matter what. But yeah. the lower down you are, the more entertaining you have to be to sort of balance it out. Exactly. And that there, you got to find your middle ground. Well, for me personally, yes, I have got wound up in the past. But do you know what winds me up more than anything else? It's oh. when I die and it's an unfair death. That's the best way oh, of putting yeah. it. So if someone's hacking, someone's exploiting the game in order to make themselves win a gunfight, I mm. hate that. And that is the one thing that triggers me more than anything else. I can oh, even yeah, have people... Stop playing games. 
yeah, I can even have people like I I did a YouTube video not long ago about probably the most vile toxic person I have ever met on any online game. Yeah. But even when you listen back to me on the actual gameplay footage, you will not notice that I got angry or anything like that because I was just thinking, yeah, I'm getting it all recorded, mate. So knock yourself out. You're going to be my next YouTube video. Yeah, it's like three clicks. Like, hell yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I'm I'm not bothered about that. But if someone shoots me through a wall using hacks or something like that, it, it does trigger me because it's just mm. so un unfair. You're fucking with people's livelihoods. You're fucking with people who have had probably a really bad week being yelled at by the cunt of a boss. And then they come home, they want to just sit down, relax, have a good time playing video games, and you get some toxic like hacker just cheating mm. at the game and ruining their experience. And I don't think it's right. But I digress. Really not, that, yeah. <laughs> that's just my personal opinion, so I understand why. Now, Nick, if you could choose for TJ to play any game and he couldn't refuse, which one would it be? Oh, that is a hard one. That's what she said. It would be Animal Crossing, <laughs> wouldn't it? It would make him play Animal Crossing. Oh, God. No. <laughs> <laughs> the closest I get to Animal Crossing is Pokemon. If I really I wanted to be a dick, I'd say Minecraft. Uh, I used to play Minecraft, but I used to do it like on servers, like parkour speedruns, stuff like that. Uh, oh, whatever, Hunger Games, Minecraft Hunger Games, I used to be fairly good at that. Like, that stuff I like. Playing the standard game, I played it for a couple of years, and now I, now I play it, it's just kind of like, eh. Yeah, what do I do? Doesn't, there's not much to it. It's like, give me something. <laughs> but there is one yeah. game I do want him to play. Dead Space. No. <laughs> he sent no, me I want him to play Dead Space. He sent me a TikTok the other week, and I said to him, oh, wait, yeah. you had this game? He's like, no, but I've seen you in games to play it. I want TJ to play Sea of Thieves. Oh, hell yes. Oh, oh come on, TJ. You've got to play Sea of Thieves. I know it looks... It's on Game Pass as well. Yeah, I know it looks no proper, TJ. like, slow and methodical when you're actually watching it. But once you play it yourself, it, something in your head just goes, ah, now I get it. I want to see TJ's sailor ship. You see, I've got Xbox Game Pass. So I've got Xbox. Then but I don't have to get, get it, it on my computer. You just I sign in with your account. Computer. There's a new Xbox beta app. Just download the Xbox beta app, sign in with your Xbox account. Download it that way. And download it. Because, yeah, it looks a shit ton better when you're playing on PC than it does on console. Yeah. I'm not even running on high graphical settings, and it's just gorgeous. I've lost count of the amount of times I've just looked overboard off into the den uh, uh, dentist? Off into the dentist? <laughs> I was looking into the dentist and I was thinking, why are you here? You're not a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking off into the distance and I'm just thinking, that looks so picturesque. It is beautiful. And it's little things like that that will dig its hooks into you. Mm. And it's such a fun game to play. One minute you can be nice and relaxed and the next minute... It's really foreboding, and you've got a megalodon chasing your ship. 
Or you're doing like a contract and then you get four skeleton raid ships come up behind you and you have to take them all out and end up spending the whole stream trying to sell all that gear and not completing a single mission. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is a lot of fun and we're trying to get... Me and Nick keep going on and we keep going on the two-man ship, but we have already said from our very first stream together, we would love it if we could get a couple more people on and actually take out a galleon. Oh, yes, that would be I, I, I was it Donut that was playing the other day on Sea of Thieves? He was, yeah. yeah. It was it a was lot working. of fun. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Give it a try. And for everyone who's listening, if you haven't tried it already, preferably on PC, give it a try. It is well worth it. Now, we come to the Just for Fun section. This is the section where we just ask random questions to see what answers we get. It's as simple as that. It's not meant for anything other than a little bit of fun, as the name suggests. So first, TJ, if you had the power to change any aspect of gaming, what would you choose to change and how? I'd take all this bad stigma out of the game, out of the gaming sort of world. Like, people looking from the outside always see gaming as kind of like, oh, it's a kid's thing, it's not really like a proper thing. But when you get on the inside of it, you see that you can make livings out of it. It's a viable source of income, it's a general lifestyle that people can use and sort of have at the same time. And so many, there's so, so many people that just believe that it's for kids, it should stay as just that. And... They just don't seem to recognise how big the actual industry is. Exactly. And I yeah. wish I could change, sort of, not change their opinion, because obviously opinions are opinions, but sort of show them that they're wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they have their opinion. It's they're entitled to it, but you, they don't need to have that opinion because it is so much bigger than what they think. Yeah, exactly. I agree with the stigmatism behind it as well. Even to this day, because. I am a 41-year-old man now, and I turn around to people and say, yeah, I'm a gamer and a streamer, and I upload to YouTube as well. There are certain people that will look at me and go, what? And mm. they look at you as if to say, well, isn't that for game? Isn't games for kids? There are more games out there than the kids' games, you know. There is a reason that quite a lot of games are 18-plus games. It's mm. not meant for kids. But if you looked into the statistics behind it, you would find that the average age of a gamer is between 26 and 35. That's the average. Yeah. So, they're not for kids. Maybe they used to be back in the day, yeah, but so we've grown not up anymore. With it. So yeah. now, well, it was for kids. This It's for the kids from back then, sort of mid-2000s, and sort of up to there, so like I know if you say if you say Fortnite to anyone between the ages of fifteen to probably eight or nine, they know exactly what it is. It's probably their favorite game. Yeah. Um. Say that to anyone over that age, they tend to either not like it or they just acknowledge how good of a game it is, but they don't like it. And it's sort of like it's things like that that can but like they don't annoy me. It's like people get judged for the games they play, no matter what game it is, and it's like. You really don't need to. A game's a game. If you're enjoying it, you're enjoying it. Exactly. Like People like what they like. That's yeah. it. Gaming Nick. is gaming is becoming more of an adult thing, especially with the pricing of everything. 
Mm. I don't, what are I'm your not, thoughts, mate? Well, I'm, I'm not sure if you guys are aware of how expensive it's become over the past decade. But I was talking no, to someone No, I'm oblivious, mate. I, I think it's cheap. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you think, when you had the 360, the newest game out, let's take FIFA, for instance, right? The newest game out, you spend 30, 40 quid. If you wanted the premium, then it'd be like 50 quid. Yeah. And then yeah. you get a Series X, and then games are starting to look about 40, 50 quid. And the premiums are like 70 quid. Let's not forget, it's going up again, this next generation. That and exactly, this is the level. thing. FIFA at the minute, I believe, is rocking at nearly £75. Yeah, it's a lot and of money. For the Ultimate Edition, yeah. they're looking at over £100. Now, let's do some quick Jeez. maths. Quick the maths. new Series X console costs £450. If you buy four games of FIFA <laughs> for £100, <laughs> you basically bought an Xbox. Or you buy yeah. five games, actually. Mm. And it's just how crazy... Like, it's good now that they're doing more Battle Royale free games and they're trying to do Game Pass and all of that so it's cheaper for everyone. But then you've got the big-name games like Call of Duty, FIFA, Battlefield, that when they get released, everyone's going to want them. And they're expecting parents to buy a £70 game for their kids, which they shouldn't be playing. And let's not forget, these same games are normally the ones with the biggest installs as well. So you don't really have enough space on your console or on your PC to install many more games. And especially with the newer consoles where you have to buy a special storage unit, which is going to set you back over 150, 200 quid just to get an extra terabyte. Over 100 gigs of data for, at the moment, Call of Duty is already over 100 gigs. Yeah. uh, 200. Yeah. And that's that's more than the original Xbox One can physically hold. Exactly. And it's just getting more... I feel like gaming at the minute, I know everything's new and better improved, but I think the prices on everything is getting ridiculous. But oh, yeah, I'm looking here. We paid a price, so who are we to complain? <laughs> but I think that's what also why developers like uh, Sea of Thieves developers or Fortnite have gone with a more simplistic art style. They can keep the install size down, the updates will not take as long, but you still get a lot of bang for your buck. But it's all cosmetics with them games, especially I'm, Fortnite. Yeah. I'd rather it be cosmetics than overpowered content oh yeah without a doubt because you can feel like oh actually i don't need that to buy that customized bow or fortnite skin or whatever mm. but then yeah. you end up racking up 100 pounds every time Da-da-da-da-da. right i need to buy coins i need to buy coins i need to buy coins and then it's like okay so i'm not oh, buying the game, yeah. but i'm going to spend x amount on set game over a five-year period and it's like well yeah, it's like, I don't know if you guys know this, but with Destiny, it's been like that for oh. a while. They've only got two games, but they've been going over 10 years, or around 10 years. Yeah. And yeah. every year, rather than just releasing a brand new game, they add an expansion, normally about £40. So it's like a new game, but you keep all your old stuff and just expands what they've already got. And that, for me, was one of the best ways they ever did it. Because yeah. you got all the new stuff, I was keeping your old stuff, and everything that you love about the game is still there, you just get more of it. Which Instead of staying... Instead of starting from scratch again. Yeah. But I feel like that's part of the fun with games, is starting from scratch and working your way up. I feel like if you have your original stuff, then it's a bit OP and it 
kills the fun a bit. But this is my personal opinion. This is why live service games have now become more popular as well, though. I mean, Rockstar are the worst for it because every game that they put out, they make as a live service game. And look how long that GTA Five has been going now, and we've only just found out GTA that there's 6. a yeah there's a GTA Six being made. GTA okay. Five came out when I moved in with the missus. So I'm just googling it now. 2013. So yep. Eight years. <laughs> Eight years for one game, which is incredible because it's it's maintained its viewership and playing. Well, but a lot of people spent a lot of money on that game. Oh yeah, true. precisely. But and even did they even it do it on stuff. Android and iOS games as well? Look at Clash of Clans. That had its time. That was going oh, for about God, six, yeah. seven years. Well, and I for some people. Yeah, I know people who have spent in the region of uh, Grand and Arth on that one game. Jeez. And I'm I like, can, why, why would you do that? About it, yeah. But yeah, wow. this is where the money is now. Anyway, TJ. I've got a very interesting question for you now. Go for if it. you could live inside any game world, and Ooh. if you could only play one more game for the rest of your life, which games would you choose? So if I choose a sort of a, well, a group of games, what's that called? Genre. Uh, franchise. Yeah. Franchise, that's the word. Uh, if I could choose a franchise, I would probably have to say Pokemon, to be honest. I grew up playing Pokemon from as young as I can remember. I've collected cards since I was about six or seven. And if you know, could be so many games, so TJ, good. if you yeah. could be a Pokemon, what Pokemon Ooh. would you be? Ooh, telling asking a Pokemon yeah. fan something like that yeah. is a hard question. Yeah, sorry, not sorry. Although it has to be one of the original one fifty one because I can't. I, I, I stopped. Well, I say I stopped playing. I stopped sort of being so intense with Pokemon about three or four years ago when it got so confusing with just how much there was. <laughs> oh, I'm just looking on my shelf because I've got one, two Pikachus, a Squirtle, a Bulbasaur, just chilling in my corner. If you ever come to my stream in the background, I just sat there next to my lightsaber and I'm just like, would I want to be a Pikachu? No, <laughs> see, you do. I, I, oh, that's shocking. Though, I remember... Oh, <laughs> I know, it's such a classic, isn't it? But uh, I remember, what game was it? Um, uh, Pokemon, it wasn't one of the main ones. It was like a, oh no. I don't know what it's called. Sorry. Sorry. Was it the original? No, it was this one. Pikachu. (laughs) No, it was yellow. Pikachu. Uh, That's true, yeah. Nah, I I can feel life me. I can't think about what it's called. But there was this game, it's like a dungeon, oh, it's something dungeon. Mysterious dungeon. Yes, yes. That, for whatever reason, I love playing as Feraligator. So, Toast Dial going up to Feraligator. <laughs> so much fun. Just seeing Feraligator running around in the dungeons. Oh, great. yeah. I remember so, specifically going up to Moltres and capturing it. Oh, it's great. So, if you could live in a world, it would be the Pokemon world. And if you could play oh, one yeah. game, would it, that be the same? If I could play one game. For the rest of your life, yeah. As long as it stayed sort of current. Like, if I just get left behind, or everyone else goes on to another game, then obviously it's kind of meh. But if I could play one game that stayed stayed relevant, it would probably be the original Destiny. 
Yeah, there's a Absolutely lot of people love who them. love the original. Yeah, uh, the original and best Destiny. Let's have it right. Yes. Oh yeah, Destiny Two. I played it for the first year. It was fun, but it just wasn't the same thing. Well, with uh, Destiny oh. Two though, it's one of those things for me where I get bored, and then mm-hmm. I end up uninstalling it. But then six months later, mm-hmm. I will go back to it again because. I just think it's fun, but while there's not that much content, then mm. you get stuck doing the same grind over and over again. Yeah, because like you do the main story once, and then it, it well, it lets you replay all the missions, but it's not the same. And then yeah. you're sort of doing strikes and missions, and it's like, eh. And the yeah, I've done fun. this time and time again, and you're doing it yeah. just so you can get better rolls on a single weapon or something like that. True. I do remember being in love with that game though, and I used to go and play the same, same little, same uh, strike over and over again just to get a specific role until I got it. And I remember playing for about eight hours in one, in just one strike, and I did get it. But I just remember loving the game so much and wanting that that it gave me the drive to actually go and do that for eight hours straight. Right. Well, the next question is not. One that was asked to leech, so we're going to ask both of you on this one. Oh, God, Ooh. no. <laughs> oh, God, yes. <laughs> uh, I'm even going to get Pixie to answer as well, and I'm going to answer. So, this is for all of us. So, I'm going to drop this one it. to Nick first. Okay, go for it. Oh, yes, I Let the <coughs> go first. No, I'm letting <laughs> you go first. Deal with it. What is your most disappointing game? Yeah, the one game that you were really eager for, and then when you got it, you was like, "This is this is really bad." Ooh, it's got to be um, Thief. Thief, yeah. On PlayStation. Oh, Pixie is really eagerly nodding at me. She played that and had the same thing. (laughs) That that is my most disappointing game. Thief. Yeah, I. Wait, we got the same one. Yeah, we got the same one. No way. I pre-ordered I it and really everything, hyped. and just yeah, I I kept going back to it, hoping that it would grab me. But yeah, you said thing. you said it was more like an interactive film, didn't you? Yeah, I was really hyped for it and everything. I was like, yeah, I get to run around as a thief after playing Assassin's Creed, Skyrim, yeah. and the Thieves Guild, and you're like, yes, finally a thief game. And then you play it, and you're like, what the fuck is this shit? Yeah. <laughs> I was in, I ended up just doing it, but, but rather than actually watching what was going on because I was not interested, yeah, I'd faff about on my laptop on a cutscene because I was that disappointed in it. I didn't even, I didn't even want bother to watch the cutscenes. I didn't. I got about a quarter of the way through it. I was like, yeah, shit. Yes. So what about, what about you, TJ? You, TJ? <laughs> oh, I see, whilst you were just discussing, I just looked over at my uh, stack of games, and I just had a look through, and. What I've seen is something that I bought for 55 quid and I may have played it for about 10 hours total because it just wasn't, I couldn't play it. it I couldn't get into it. And that's uh, Mortal Kombat. What? Which one? Which one? Uh, it's uh, Mortal Kombat X. I just Not couldn't any. get into it. See, I played through that. I loved the campaign, but then once the campaign was over, I was just mm. like, yeah, there's not really much else to do now. Yeah, see, I did that. And it's like I played a few online games. It was fun, like. But when you were le- when you learn sequences, it's like it's not even a game anymore. You're literally just learning patterns, and that's yeah. it. Yeah. If you want to like, do that, go on Beat Saber or go on Guitar Hero. 
Exactly. Exactly. And at the end of the day, when it comes to like the fatalities, humili- hum- humiliation, the bestialities and stuff like that, you just <laughs> you just right. do it. <laughs> yeah, you do it once, and you think that was awesome. You'll do it two, three more times, and you're like, right, I've seen it now. And then you can like, well, move on to the next character. Then you learn a whole new set of buttons, and it's like, well, it's, it's just there's yeah. nothing to it, like. I know it's like the same for other games, but with like if, if going back to Destiny again, because that is one of my favorite games, it's like you can do the same thing over and over again, but you've got free movement. Like it's a three D world rather than I suppose more kind of like a bit two D. So you've yeah. got set things; you're limited to what you can do. But that, that sort of thing is like you do the campaign. Besides that, there's not much else to it. I mean, online is just learning stuff. It's it just disappointed me. I can understand like, that. Yeah, there yeah. was a hack and slash version of Mortal Kombat. It was a spin-off ages yeah. and ages ago. And I found myself really gravitating towards that more than anything else. You had the fatalities. Uh, you, I think the first character you played with was Baraka. And you could go around slicing people up. But it was a 3D environment. And you could go and explore. And I thought that was so much better than the side on to well technically it's 3d but you never really see more than the side of the character yeah so i always thought that that was probably better and one of the most underrated games if i'm honest so what about you what's your most disappointing game honestly it's hard to choose between two of them and choose one. they're both from the same genre choose one great <laughs> that's what i've got to say to you about that choose one great which one? The one that I pre-ordered, Autosport? No, not Autosport. Autosport, I absolutely adored. Grid 2, I adored. And Grid Race Driver, I adored. All the, the franchise. I, I pre-ordered for you. Yeah. And then I got the new Grid. That's all it's called, just Grid. And oh, the 2019 one. Yeah, I got it on the day of release. And as soon as I booted it up, and I started playing it, I was thinking, wow, the driving on this is so much better. It's so much more crisp. It takes skill. It's very, very good. I absolutely adore it. And then I went over to the campaign. The campaign was completed in just over a day. That's not too bad, to be fair, for campaign. Yeah, well... That was not good because they were all three laps. There was like 60 races, but they were all three laps, no matter how difficult they were. So you could put it on the hardest difficulty and you'd still blitz around the track. And at the end of the first lap, you'd be in the lead. Yeah, yeah, there's no challenge behind it whatsoever. If you had it on a normal difficulty setting, you'd be coming up to lapping them by the time you got over the line. So it's and all like the, the AI didn't keep up. Yeah, the AI was pathetic. Even then, our daughter could fucking win a race on that. <laughs> but then, on top of all that, you had all the content put behind a paywall. So when you first started the game, when you first get it, there is 11 tracks. Each one had like the long track and a cut-off part where it's a short track. That's it. Mm. Just 11 tracks. And this is when it's getting released alongside other races. 
like GT Sport, for example, and Need for Speed, where you had a full city that you could explore. And they're mm. thinking that 11 tracks is going to cut it. If that wasn't bad enough, there was no custom lobbies. You couldn't set your custom lobbies up. So you had a quick match playlist and the main campaign. That's it. And when you got put into the quick match, it would force you to play in one car and it would be on one certain track and then it would give you the next track with another certain car and at a push I think you had to choose between two cars on each race so it wouldn't even let you set up a race however you wanted they forced you to play the same old like same old races over and over again with the same cars over and over again and oh, there yeah. was only around 40 cars to begin with. But then they'd say, oh, well, we're going to offer you another three cars and one more track. But we're going to put that behind the $14.99 paywall. And then eight weeks later, we go, yeah, we're going to add one more track and another two cars. And you're thinking, so great, you're just putting everything behind a paywall. Whereas mm. previously, you would get cars singular cars that you could purchase and they were never overpowered compared to anywhere else they were just good cars that yeah. you, if you knew how to race them right. could be really good What's and it was just so disappointing and that is why I came to the decision yeah there's only going to be a rare occasion now where I will actually pre-order a game I'm not pre-ordering no more that's how much it pissed me off Alright, what's the next yeah. question? <laughs> the next question is what do you love about gaming above all else? Go on, TJ. Ooh. It's beating it up over everyone else, isn't it? That's what yeah. it is. It's the ability just to get lost in the game. So, no matter, not, no matter right. what's going on, sort of out and about, you can just sort of get lost in the game and focus on that, and nothing else matters. Forget, so, you're having a really bad day. You, you can just forget, forget the adult him. Exactly. You get to be a kid, yeah. you just get to sit down, play your games, no one's going to bother you. And it's just stuff like that. It's it is so nice good. to hear somebody not just say community. Yeah. So it's nice sure. to hear something else. But to be honest, uh, it was my son last mm. week said exactly the same. He loves the escape of games and the love, like with me as well. The love was born out of that escape. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's so much sort of, no matter what's going on, you're playing your game, it's it's an entire different part of your life where it doesn't matter what's going on in the outside world because the game's sort of enclosed within the game. Yeah. Like, I've made so many friends that I've, I've known, I made a friend back in, oh, 2014, 2013, and I played I played video games with him for five or six years, and then we actually met up in real life, and it was so it was so much fun. Oh, like, bromance! You know, it, was, it really was because I was like fifteen, he was nineteen. We played together for about five years. If I was twenty, he was twenty-five, and I was like, "Yo, you want to come up for a weekend?" He's like, "Yeah, sure." And oh, from that, that, it's been oh, it was so much fun. Yeah, our good friend Danny Comer. If you don't know him, he's a Beat Saber god. He's also gets in contact with me one on one. Uh, quite frequently and we have some really good you know really good chats where you just you're just talking about normal shit 
Yeah. And he's such a nice, genuine, down-to-earth guy that he he shares his experiences, his life experiences with me. I do the same back. And he's already said uh, when he's got a little bit more money, he's going to come up from Spain and he's going to come and meet us because he's always wanted to come That'd to the awesome. UK. And I'm like, yeah, I'm definitely up for that. Yeah. And, you know, when you meet someone online and you think, you, you are just my kind of person. Mm. Hi. Yeah, hey, my love. How are I don't you? Think I've ever had that. Oh, that's I'm it. We're joking. going down to Nick yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come to you. What are you talking about? I'm coming to you. <laughs> I'm coming to you. I'm going to nick baby out to you and run away. You never find me again. Oh, I'll be here. <laughs> you wouldn't do that. Oh, I fucking would. Have you seen how adorable baby out you is? I want him. The hand that rocks the cradle. I want him. <laughs> Yeah, anyway, that was a reference to a very dark film. If you haven't seen it, I suggest maybe go and watching it, but be prepared because it will don't do it. get inside your head. Anyway. I'm going to ask what film is it. I don't actually, I don't actually get that reference. <laughs> You'll have to check it out. Now, <laughs> if, you could, if you could make any game, what would it be? And what would you call it? I'll throw it to Leech at the start of this one. No, I'd throw it to Gamester. Oh, there you go. If I could make any game, mm-hmm. what would it be and what would I call it? Yeah. That's easy. It would be a horror game. Yeah. And I think I just have to go back to the idea that Right Bird gave me on the Saber Squad episode. Cheating. It's a who done it inside somewhere like a abandoned hospital or an asylum or something like that. And you had a set amount of time to gather clues and figure out who the murderer was when you are 10 people and you could be killed at any point. Sounds a bit like Cluedo. I was yes, thinking of the family guy. Precisely like that. <laughs> if I wanted to take it a step further, I would try and make it a game in VR as well. Oh, that would oh, be that would be scary. So you get to walk around on your own trying to figure out these clues while everybody else is doing the same. Where, so it's it'd be like Cluedo mixed with Among Us in a horror setting. Sounds okay, what about cool. you, Nick? I can't remember what I said before. But you know what? I've played a variety of different games recently. I would do like a Sea of Thieves. Right. Where you sail, you expedite, you get your treasures. But you start on an island with a little boat. And then you start collecting and building establishments, so to speak. Until you've built, like, not an empire as such, but an OP trading post. Yeah. But then you can do it to every outpost location. Yeah. So, like a real-time strategy game mixed with Sea of Thieves. Yeah, pretty much. What would you call it? Um, You know what? We'll leave that to those who are listening. If you've got any ideas, (laughs) please email. You didn't even say what you would call it. What? You didn't say what you would call yours. Mine would be something simple, uh, like shit run. It lurks behind the corner, or something like that. Giggity. Yeah. <laughs> so, what about you, TJ? Ah, uh, see, I was thinking some of the strategy because the strategy is like one of my favourite things, like. You just feel like you can outsmart someone, and it's just like yeah. so satisfying to be able to do it. So, like, 
maybe like an hour-long session. Like, if you get, like, sort of a group of six people, have, like, an hour-long session, you'd build up resource and things like that, and each one's got... Everyone's got an island, and you've got to sort of almost, like, take over each other's islands, and it's sort of, like, neutral ground that you can take over and spread your army, and sort of something uh, like that. So it's sort of like Risk? Yeah. Well, a bit like Risk. I've never actually played Risk, by the way. This is why... Just agree. Civilization. Yes. Yes. Like domination. Warhammer. Yeah. Dawn of War. Like Civilization yeah. 1 to 6 or whatever they're on now. Yeah, so it's like a like multiplayer version where yeah, everyone logs in. You've got an hour before... You've got an hour to sort of get as far as you can. And whoever's got the most space by the end wins. And you get extra points if you sort of destroy... And if you completely destroy someone else and eliminate them. And what would you call it's, it? Something like Hostile Takeover or something like that. That'd be pretty fun. Oh, that does sound good. Mate, I used to play Command and Conquer Red Alert and Command and Conquer Retaliation, and I'd take my... That sounds familiar. Yeah, I'd take my PlayStation down to my mate's house. He would nick the TV out of his sister's room, and we had a link cable, which Mm. is what you needed back then in order to play. And Yeah, and you'd link the systems up. Each system on their own individually would be set... The area would be sent to another TV. So it basically meant that you could play on your own screen. And many, many times I would start playing with him at around 7, 8 o'clock in the evening. Dirty bastard. Not like that. (laughs) And then the first thing we would realise is when light started coming through the curtains. What what time is it? It's fucking half past five in the morning. And then I'd go home to get bollocks by my mum. <laughs> and it was just such a fun time. It was me starting off at one corner of the map, him starting off at the other corner of the map, building our base up, building our barracks and the war factory and stuff like that, and just going all out war to see who would win. And it was just such a fun game. And the closest that you can get to it now is a game from a while ago which is like Age of Empires, that does the same thing. Uh, Dawn of War, which is a Warhammer game, that is the same thing. It is just, yeah, you can sink hours and hours and hours and get lost in them games. Oh, yeah. But now, that's it. So you don't want to know mine, then? (laughs) (laughs) Let's crack on. Pixie, what what game would you create? I already know what game she'd create. Well, go on then. What game would I create? It'd be a Ratchet and Clank clone. No. (laughs) No. All right. Consider me interested. Go on. Too shy. It would be a 3D hidden object game, and I'll call it Peekaboo. Peekaboo. You can actually walk (laughs) around and, and find the hidden objects, like Where's Wally? Like a 3D environment? Yeah. You've actually got to walk around, go in the houses, up into the rooms, down into the cellars, and yeah. Do you know what, guys? Fun for a kids game, not gone. Saying I'm a kid, TJ. Thanks. <laughs> no, I'm just saying you'd be good at developing kids games. You know, it's not for kids. Everyone's There's a, a demeanour to it. It's yeah, going to be a dark they're... horror 3D pixel game. But that's yeah. really original. That is an original idea. I can't think of any other game like that. Yeah. Since I actually wrote that question down, I've been thinking, and that is the one game that I would love to make. And I would actually let it so people could actually mod it, so they could do, like, the horror hidden object game. And then, like, you look behind something trying to find the object, suddenly jump scare. 
Yeah. So in theory, Gamester's game and Pixie's game could be incorporated together. Yeah. Obvious, obvious. Oh, you look behind run, somebody and you go, ah, oh, shit, run. Yeah. Run away from the killer while finding this shit. You cannot leave the actual building until you've found this shit. Right, well, you've heard it here first. <laughs> first ever TGF game. Yep, you heard it I'm here first. But there you go. I think I have shocked you on that one, haven't I? You have a bit, because that's a really good idea. I don't yeah, come out with Exactly. It's not zombie related. <laughs> What's going on? Exactly. Just, I think, to be fair, I love zombies and everything, but I think zombies have had their day. Oh, yes. Mm. When it comes to films, stories, or games, there's just so many zombies now. I think mm. it, that's been done to death. Okay, <laughs> pun it, one thing, pun one thing meant. quick with zombies. I reckon if Call of Duty got all the zombies maps, many of the Black Ops ones, because like, they got the continuing storyline, if they've got all of those put into one game, so they had every map, no DLCs, just all of that into one game. Okay. So in it, it, like, it's nothing new, but getting maps from like five, ten years ago, being everything all into one game, I It'd think that would like be really a massive good. advance, but zombie maps. In it? It's like, like transit. Yeah. Without having like to transit, travel good. from location I think like to transit location. besides the bus. Honestly, guys, <laughs> uh, I've been saying it for years. Since pretty much when I met Pixie, I do not understand why COD doesn't release as a standalone game alongside a zombies game. Yeah. And I know they're trying to give people a lot of content, but Zombies has grown now so much that people are buying Call of Duty and only playing Zombies, or they're buying Call of Duty and never even touching Zombies. That tells me now would be the perfect time for them to bring out a complete standalone Zombies game, giving Mm. you more content rather than half of it being dedicated towards the multiplayer aspect. And I've been saying that for a while, but now, even more so with the amount of space it takes up, I think they're missing a trick not to do it. Oh yeah, like the new Call of Duty has got zombies in it. I will probably buy the new card. I don't know how the multiplayer is going to go, but I do know that I'll play the zombies no matter what. The zombies, they are following on the storyline from Cold War on zombies with the Dark Ether and everything. Oh, well, yeah. now becomes the new section. No, it doesn't. They've got to ask us our questions. That's the new section. I thought it said news. No, not news. <laughs> the new, as in, it's brand new. It's shiny. Backers. Yeah. Okay, careful. The new section is Ask the Hosts, which basically means that either of you or both of you can ask me, Pixie, or both of us a question or two. We're going to go with Nick on this one, being no. the previous guest. You haven't got a choice. No. Let's yeah, you're the returning guest. Go. You are the guest. You you come. You go first. Oh, oh no. Put you under this pressure. Hard work, innit? Yeah. Right. <coughs> Take Clearing your seats, your people. Guys, I am about to do the first Ask the Host question on the TGF podcast, so brace yourselves. This is for both (laughs) of you, by the way. Okay. If you could have one power of any video game character, who would it be? (laughs) (laughs) 
Would you like me to read it again, but without the um, no. voice? Are you sure? Yes. Okay. Mine would be Ratchet and Clank and the Quick Split here with all of his weapons. Ooh. Yeah, that I could see that being handy. Mr. Gamestar, what is your choice? Oh, he's got the thinking face on. Honestly, <laughs> I'd love to be able to do what they do in Silent Hill, but not in the same way. Okay. So, a snap of my fingers just go in a different room. Or in a different, you know, so world. Teleportation of, of sorts. Mm. Yeah, teleportation where I could... Tesco's! Go into, yeah, go into a <laughs> different dimension or something That'd like that. That'd be so useful. <laughs> <Isn't it? laughs> like, to work! Oh, for God's sake, you're boring me now. Poof, <laughs> 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 gone, disappeared. I like that. That's pretty cool. Alright, TJ, what is your question? Alright, man. Fairly similar. Not entirely the same, fairly similar. It's like, which video, which video game character do you wish you were most like? Oh, is this like who we would like to be as? Yeah, so what would you like, like, you'd like to be like? Lara Croft. Oh. Ooh. I, I can see that. Yeah. Lara Croft. I won't mind you being Lara Croft. <laughs> <laughs> For me... Nick's going to like it. I would love to be an assassin from like Assassin's Creed. I'd love to have that skill set. That would be... That is I will sick. like it if you can name me the character of who you would like to be more like. Probably Ezio. I'm glad Is that because that's that. the only character you know? I was thinking, I was like, how many characters did you see now? <laughs> our, our friendship was hanging by a thread on no, his response. Because Ezio is the most <laughs> famous and just the most likeable. Yeah. Funnily enough, they've done a survey and he is the most beloved known character in Assassin's Creed and I believe they awarded that title to him. Oh, it's Facebook official. It's well, Facebook official. So, oh, you know. in that case. The reason must be true. is because, yes, he is an assassin. Yes, he will kill people when he needs to. But he is also very, very fair, very kind-hearted. And who wouldn't Unless want you're to... like me. <laughs> and who wouldn't want to be someone who could climb up to the top of the tower and do a leap of faith into a hay bale? And survive. Yeah, I, yeah. I could do that all day, every day. Just climb up, jump up, climb up, That's jump up. That's all you'll be climb... bloody doing. I'd love that. My, adren uh, my adrenaline junkie appetite would be sated, shall we say. Do we have any listeners' questions this week? We don't, no. No stories have been emailed in, but I think that's because the new episode has only just gone live yeah. and people have only just listened to it. Normally, we get listeners' questions or anything like that. They come on the weekend, like a Sunday or a Monday. So, yeah, if we're going to get any, I can always ask them in next week's episode. So, is there any other questions, or is that the only one you wanted to ask? Um, I've got no more questions. No, not but... like think All right, then we go to the last section, which is the news. Big news question. I have the TGF merch wearing right now. Woo Shut up, I, I want, I want, I want That is big news. I want one of the hoodies. I've even got I want the Dr. Mug. Pepper in my mug. I want the hoodie. Ooh. Yeah, I don't, I don't need the Dr. Pepper, I just need the mug. 
I want the I want the hoodie <laughs> so I can walk to work and wear my GGF cap, my DGF hoodie, and go zip Pop-ins. up or pull over. You zip up. Yes, the zip up is pretty comfy and snug. Stop rubbing it in. <laughs> right, we have got five <laughs> news stories, and one of them is especially for Nick. Don't do that one yet. What one's that? No, we're not Hold doing it. that one. So, okay. the first one is going to be regarding Resident Evil. Now, for those people... Resident who... Evil, 2674. <laughs> no, no, if you want to go proper retro, you're... Resident Evil. 467. <laughs> <laughs> now... The reason it's it's about Resident Evil is because we all know our beloved character, Leon Kennedy. Yes, Leon. He was the star of Resident Evil 2 and he's come back in many animes and stuff like that because people like him so much. Well, for all those Rainbow Six Siege people out there, you will be happy to know there is a new skin, not a new character, a new skin coming out where you can be... Leon Kennedy. What do we think? I don't really play Rainbow... Well, I've never played Rainbow Six Siege, so... I I played it. I played it briefly, but it just wasn't for me. Because you you tend to get owned by the people who know the maps. Mm. Then you will get around a corner, you will go to try and shoot someone, and then the wall will blow up behind you, and you'll get instantly taken out before you have a chance to react. <laughs> Things That's like that. My experience all the time. Yeah. So <laughs> I watched my friend play for the first time. I think she got shot through walls more than she got more than she saw people. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's just a flat. It's like you see a little crack in the wall. Someone's just aiming through. It's like well, didn't even see. <laughs> yeah. Well, you've got to give it to the developers on that because yeah it's realistic that's how it oh, really happened detailed, yeah. so fair enough but for all those Ra- Rainbow Six Siege fans out there you can play as Leon Kennedy now are we leaving next until last yes okay <laughs> the next one is a controversial one really as we know Cyberpunk despite the controversial launch of the game CD Projekt Red have been making regular updates to the game to try and make it more stable. However, the latest free DLC has got people scratching their heads. Because they have now offered free content, but it's all cosmetic. There's not one Mm. bit of content that is anything to do. There's no new missions, there's no new weapons you can earn or anything like that. It's just new jackets, new expert fucking level details that you can put onto your character. Because I haven't played it, it's 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 a DLC. But it begs the question, doesn't it? It It begs the question, what's the point? I mean, that game, well, from what I know, that game died as quick as it came out. Yeah. Like, it was out, two days later it was gone. Like, it just flopped so hard. I think and I don't think it can recover fully. I think, I think it's it ever will. all the fucking hype there. Yeah, I think yeah, that is if we asked someone that question earlier, what was you most disappointed by? What game? There would be a lot of people we could ask that question to, and they'd all just got Cyberpunk. Mm. Straight I mean, I, I point, did... they recalled 
discs. Well, they, they offered refunds on discs. It was that bad. I mean, I, yeah. I really did want it. But I said I weren't going to pre-order it or buy it on day of release until I got feedback from the community. And it was just mm. everyone I asked would just don't even waste your money on it. Yeah, oh, next yeah. gen and PC seem to be the only people who didn't have as many problems, but even they had a hell of a lot of problems. That's because they were more oh, focused yeah. on putting it onto the next gen than what they were the old gen. Yeah, so loads of people bought it on PS and Xbox, and they are all just thinking, "Well, it's not even playable." Oh yeah, on yeah, yeah, old gen consoles just it's just not possible. Yeah, and then we realise, well, all the gameplay that we've seen up until this point is running on the top-end PC, which you have to spend, like, two and a half grand on. It's normal folk like this is never going to spend that much on a PC. Exactly. Now, to their credit, they have been trying to make it more stable, but the last game that did that, that I remember was Days Gone, I came back to it a year later, and it was, like, a whole different game. Yeah, because they listened to the players. Yeah, and they fixed it straight away. That's Another what I found one a lot is, is No Man's Sky did the same. Well, that's what I found a lot is the, the decent companies will make the game, send it out there, and they go, right, what what was your problem with it? Yeah. Mm. Rather than trying to fix the the money side of it, they fix the game. Well, this is it. They got delayed like six times as well, didn't it? And well, after, I'm looking at this. It was announced in 2012. Yeah. Okay, now, how many times was it delayed? Six times, I think. Yeah. Set for release in January 2013, at E3, and then at 2018, then at 2019. Wow. And after all that time, you've got to say, they must have known. Yeah. Well, I mean, I... 2012, there wasn't even a next-gen console at that time. Well, not even announced. Yeah. Exactly. So as soon as the next-gen was console, it was announced, that was it. It was all focused on that. Yeah, yeah. So I've, they dropped everything, tried that yeah. side, and just left it. So, awesome. our message to you, CD Projekt Red, <laughs> try harder. <laughs> right, next is about Twitch again. Now, as you know, there has been a lot of hate raids, there's been a lot of bot follows, and there's been a lot of people hacking streamers via Twitch. And it's been getting really, really bad. Well... As we're recording this, it would have been uh, yesterday or the day before? When, the 1st of September. Yes, yeah, so two days, two days ago, ago on Wednesday, uh, when we uploaded the previous episode to this. And yeah, it looks like Twitch have taken note because they took a significant hit. On that one day alone, there was just under 1 million hours lost. From people wow. watching Twitch, and there was over ten thousand streamers that would normally stream every day, and just small streamers that stream every other day that didn't stream. Oh yeah, that was that pro- not protest, but the boycott. Yeah, yeah, it was the hashtag one day off Twitch, mm. and yeah, I've got to give them credit for something. They actually came out on their Twitter page and said we actually support everybody who has done the hashtag one day off twitch and we understand why we are aware of the situation and we are working hard on a fix 
But then there's the other side of the argument where all the streamers are saying, yeah, well, you might be working hard, but you're not doing enough. It's been going on for months. Mm. So what do we think? They are still, personally, they are still a company. They still need to make money coming in. They are doing the best that they can. Just let them crack on with it and leave them the fuck alone. Well, even Ad said it. Ad, my son, on the last episode, he knows his stuff when it comes to computers. He knows coding. He knows the hardware, the software, everything. That's what he's doing. He's going to university very soon to further that. And even he said himself, it'd be very, very difficult to try and put things in place to stop this from happening. My idea was to have an algorithm which would flag up all these hateful messages. And that way, even if people are going into various different streams, if all they ever do is give hate speech, then they would get banned. But the nuances of the English language and every other language on the planet, let's not forget, would be very hard to pick up. Mm. It's like it's like a northeast London gangster turning around going, How's your mum doing? Yeah, it'd be, it'd be horrible if anything happened to her, wouldn't it? <laughs> it's not the case of what he's saying, because if you just wrote that down on a page... That would seem like a nice comment. It's it? the ulterior motive behind what they are saying. And that is very, very hard to pick up, especially by a computer program. So what do we think? Is there enough being done? Or do we think that Twitch needs a little bit of leeway on this? I mean, Twitch as a whole, as of right now, is heading downhill. Not in like a major way, but it's sort of taking a dip. And yeah. I'm not sure exactly why. I know that Tin Attack Man has officially left Twitch. And I know that Nick yeah. Brooks is talking about it. I don't know if he, it's official yet, but he has. If he is doing or not. But uh, Lupo has it. as well. Lupo's, Lupo, Lupo's yeah. gone straight over to YouTube gaming now. Yeah, and Dr. Disrespect revealed that he knows why he's been banned from Twitch oh, right. as of last year. He, he, he reveals that he does know now after about a couple months yeah, ago. Yeah, we don't know, but he, he still knows. hasn't said why. Oh, and no, the reason is he's suing them for potentially five, fig five figures. What? No, not five yeah. figures. Uh, yeah, so... Ten, ten million minimal. He's, yeah. he's figured out why they banned him and there's no probable cause as to the ban. So basically the revenue he's lost, he's suing them for. In it, plus any brand deals that should that would have come from it, they can't they yeah, backed out because they basically got... wiped him, so he had nothing. In yeah, it, so all his sponsorships and dropped him. No, say and they don't say why. No one's going to want to work with that person initially, so he's losing stuff that he would have had. Apparently, he's now only earning twenty five percent of what he would normally be earning if he was still on Twitch. Yeah, and for and someone that's that was a... earning that much is a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. Just say he was earning 100k a year. I know he's earning more than that, but if he was earning 100k a year, now he's getting 25k a year. That is a massive hit. Isn't it? Like, to anyone that's a really small streamer, 25k a year is an insane amount of money. But yeah. when you were earning that much, and for no reason you go to that much, it's a big problem. Yeah. And this is why he has now decided to sue them. And I think every credit to him. Oh, yeah. Because love him or hate him, he is a good content streamer and he had a loyal fan base. Mm. Very loyal. 
and they just wanted to see what he'd do next because he was so out there and left field with every bit of content that he ever puts out. Even flicking to a new screen and going, look at this guy, he's hacking, he's hacking. He's the best player on the planet, Twitch. We need to go and get this guy's information and give it to eSports so he can be the next world champion. Stuff yeah. like that. It, it was just so entertaining. Yeah, it's it's just... As I say, love him or hate him, people think that he's obnoxious, but the other people think he's so hilarious. And that's, mm. all, that's the whole point. That's why he made that persona. That's why he's not streaming as himself. I mean, oh, yeah. who's going to watch an infidel- <laughs> someone whose infidelity has pretty much cast a bad light on him? No one would watch him. But as Dr. Disrespect, people love watching him. So, oh, yeah. I, yeah, I think... I don't think enough's been done. I do agree with people on that. But Twitch are fighting a losing battle at the moment. And I don't see how they would even go about fixing these hate raids it's very very hard to do like you've got to figure out how they come about figure out how to stop it and then be able to actually implement it and stop it like there's one thing figuring out how to do something but if you can't make it happen you're kind of in a you can you can (laughs) stop it but you can't yeah you're losing people you create one account and they just create another and another and another it's basically like warzone with the hackers you yeah. can't stop someone when they're constantly creating new accounts to do this shit. Yeah, it's like someone ran an algorithm that tried... That, oh, I can't remember what word it was, but they, they made one word, like, because you know you can ban certain words in your stream. Yeah. They create, using every sort of English-looking letter, no matter from whatever language it was, like, if you're using Greek, you can have, like, E with an accent, one side, accent to the other side, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, you can use the symbol for yen to signify a why yeah yeah so stuff like that he made it was just a random word there was over 10 million different combinations for one word yeah and it's like you can ban the original one but there's 10 million others that you cannot physically ban all of because that's just ridiculous yeah and i think i know what you're referring to and it also tell i think it took like a week for the computer to run all the different variations oh, yeah. of that one word they run like hundreds per second it's really quick it's just yeah it's just incredible exactly so i think the general consensus on this episode is that yeah we understand where twitch are coming from but at the same time yes something needs to be done and more quickly than not Mm. right next we have got some news regarding battlefield 2042 now i know i am excited for it it's looking like it's going to be the best one in the series and i know there's a lot of people in tgf who are also excited to play that game well good news for you on the 22nd of september the beta is going to go live so if you want to play it you want to get your first hands on it you can do so on the 22nd now i don't know if it's going to be a closed beta they've not said i don't know if it's going to be an open buddy if they are saying it's going to come on the 22nd and people are already playtesting it now i'm guessing the ones that are playtesting it now are the closed beta ones and the open beta is going to be on the 22nd so who's going to be playing it yeah who's going to be playing it me i think i'm definitely going to give it a go if it's going to be free definitely 
Well, the betas normally are when it comes to um, the betas for Battlefield. Uh, mm. If you have not, it's just worth mentioning. Go onto the Battlefield site. Go via Dice if you need to. But get yourself in on the Battlefield Insider program because that is a surefire way of being given a code, even if it is a closed beta. It doesn't mean, necessarily mean everyone will get the code, but you have got more chance of getting a code if you do register with the Battlefield Insider program. Mm. I have, so there's no reason why you shouldn't as well. Just throwing that out there for anyone who doesn't know. Now we come to the last story. The story that I found, especially for Nick. <laughs> the moment Pixie had been waiting for all stream. Are you oh, ready? Yes. Oh yes, Brad. <laughs> Does everyone know the game Watch Dogs Legion? I believe I do. Well, oh, hang on a minute. No, shush I... your face. I... Shut up and just listen. <laughs> you haven't heard this, shush. Well, Watch Dog Legions is doing a crossover with Assassin's Creed. Ooh. There is now yeah. going to be a crossover with Watch Dogs Legion and it's going to be featuring content from Assassin's Creed with the emphasis on melee combat. So, lots of stabbing. Stabby, stabby, stabby. <laughs> you will get to play as a new female protagonist called Darcy in the full Assassin's Creed get-up. So that's the pointed hood and everything. And you will have the daggers. The I don't know what you call them. The wrist hidden daggers, blades. The hidden blades. You How get to use you? them. And I, won't get, I am giving him a stern the look for you, moves. bro. So instead of using all your gadgets... You can just use your gadget to disable all the cameras and stuff like that. And then you can do your usual sneaking around Assassin's Creed style. And they haven't mentioned whether you can do the leap of faith, but that they'd be missing a trick if you couldn't do the leap of faith as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So what just do we think? So you guys are aware. They've been leading up to this moment for a while. Yeah, but now it's been confirmed. No, 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 no. Not in that sense. So, with every Watchdog game, there's secret Assassin's Creed Easter eggs in it. Mm-hmm. Really? Yep. So there's specific pinnacle moments of a cert- of certain characters linked in the game in Watchdog, which is trying to connect it together. Ready for this moment? Yeah. So it's like the Assassin's Creed has lived on to modern day. Yes. Well, actually, no, because Legion is set, I think, in 2040 or something like that. I don't know. So, slightly in the future. Because there's been some... Because it's a game about hacking, but there's been some, like, files that can be hacked that is based around certain characters within the franchise of Assassin's Creed. And I've seen lots and lots of videos, especially with the new one that was released, I think it got released like lot before COVID or something. Or it was meant to be released. But I am kind of curious as to what they're going to do. Yeah, because it, it does sound pretty good to me. I'm interested oh, to see yeah. how they implement it. Exactly, because obviously Assassin's Creed is pre-19... Well, it's not even the 1900s, it's 1800s, isn't it, for most of it? Yeah, so from Syndicate, which is the most recent, which was World War One, I, I believe. So from then onwards, 
from then backwards even because it dates back to Egyptian and Viking times. So you've got quite a lot of like time frame of Assassin's Creed. But the fact that Watch Dogs is going and taking segments. Yeah, exactly. And trying to bring it into a more modern time. Could that be a hint to the next Assassin's Creed being modern day? Do you think that would work? I, I'm I not don't so sure. think they will. I think that's a slight stretch just because yeah. of the because of Assassin's Creed sort of origin. How are you going to go back into the Animus? Where are you going to go to last week? No. With so why are you looking this... at me like that? She's looking at me like, come on, explain. <laughs> <laughs> so with the during the last time I was on the podcast, I spoke about there's rumors of an Assassin's Creed game called Assassin's Creed Infinite and it's meant yeah. to be a multi a multiplayer game which is going to be weird but I don't so there's talk there's always every year as soon as they release a game they're already talking about their next game yeah and they're always saying oh this is going to be the next location that's going to be but I believe they're meant to be going to China next Ooh. I've heard about that but they've already done China they are just 2D they're only rumors. Chronicles Exactly. Yeah, but I didn't like the Chronicles, the Chronicles. though. It Maybe just wasn't I. Assassin's Creed. It was 2D and very... Yeah. Not Assassin's creed mm. But they've given more insight into the whole Chinese, the Chinese story of it, I believe. Yeah. But I've not read up on that yet. But all I'm saying is, is if they do a modern day... Like where the movie was, if anyone watched the Assassin's Creed movie. I did. Not if, the best, but I watched If they'd done... Oh, no, this is a new character called Aguilar. Um, it was Michael Fassbender who plays the Assassin in the movie. Anyway, um, if they... I would love them to do a modern-day Assassin's Creed game. Uh, modern-day game. Because then you can see how the Obstergo is in modern-day... Like the how far they've come, yeah. exactly. Because obviously, you see in the past where they're hiding the apple of Eden after every game, and then X amount of years later, it's here. X I would love to see where the apple of Eden is modern day. Yeah, and there that are still cool. rumors out right now about the Templars still existing, mm. and that's just that's common knowledge. Now you can Google it. Apparently, there are a lot of conspiracy theories saying that the Templars still exist. Some of them have even said that they are the Illuminati. And yeah, it just there's a lot to unpack. And I do know from experience that Assassin's Creed is filled to the brim with lore if you just know where to look. Yeah. So there is a lot of filler to sort of flesh out the story if you are willing to go and look because at the end of the day there are people out there who love trying to find out all the lore behind the st main storyline of any game I and do feel if they done a modern day Assassin's Creed game that would be the end it'd have to be mm -hmm. though wouldn't it I reckon that would be when mm -hmm. they decide that would be the pinnacle moment where they do modern day. Instead of going into the Animus, you are actually in modern day Assassin's Creed gown, Hidden Blade, the lot, and then that would be the end of the franchise. Which would be sad. But what would you say about a new franchise, a new IP? 
because if of course they did do one last Assassin's Creed and let's face it it's not going to last forever no game franchise ever does but if they do try and make it one last hurrah so to speak then what do you think would replace it do you think they should carry on with like a stealth type of game no. in the same way as Assassin's Creed or go in a completely new direction they'll most probably try so at the minute they're trying to do open world Assassin's Creed which is a bit here there hit and miss with people yeah. but I feel like with Assassin's Creed you go back to the roots if you're going to end it, you end it. There's no point trying to continue it like COD have been doing with every other Call of Duty game. It's an awesome franchise. You don't want to destroy what it once was by remaking it into a different franchise. Yeah, I agree. But what you could do, and what a lot of developers are doing nowadays, Dead Space being one of them, is go back to the earlier games. If you look at the Ezio Collection, uh, Brotherhood, and like Assassin's 1 and 2, they are so janky and basic now in compared to our day standards. What do you think about a complete from the ground up remake? I feel that would be good, but then for those gamers that grew up on them, the nostalgia wouldn't be there. Yeah, because it is rare nowadays that you will ever play a game, you'll go back to it and go, well, this has stood the test of time. Exactly. Most of them don't nowadays. Like I've, a lot got, of I've gone back to many, many games and thought, yeah, do you know what? This this isn't as good as I remember it being. And it's back then, now our expectations were far lower. But guys, that's it. We've come to the end of the episode. We've only got one more section to go through before we crack on with our goodbyes. Now, of course, I want to say it again because... It's worth reminding all those lovely people out there. If you have got a gaming story that you want to tell us, if you've got any questions, or even if you just want to be considered as a future guest, then you can do so simply by emailing wertgf at gmail.com. I will read and reply to every single one. So without further ado, let's crack on with some shout-outs. Now, these are the people who inspired you and the ones that you think need a little bit more of a spotlight on. Today is going to be Pixie to go first. Well, whose shout out do you want? No, not right now. Okay, so we'll go somewhere else. Sorry, thinking. Nick, who would you like to shout out? Can we pass it over to TJ? <laughs> oh, I wasn't for prepared to say. It's all right, I've got my shout out. I forgot about the shout out. I am going to give a shout out to the Queen of the Seven Seas, Chrissy. We love you, Chrissy. Yep, if you don't know about Sea of Thieves, then there's no better person to ask than the Queen of the Seven Seas, the guru that is Empress Chrissy. I absolutely adore her. She is generally such a beautiful soul. Yeah, and I'm really glad that you put me onto her as well, and got me to sub. Well, got me to uh, follow her and then subscribe to her because she is <coughs> really, really nice lass. And I will say, inadvertently, a big shout out to Chill for introducing me to Chrissy. Well, yeah, yeah. And um, what about you, TJ? Is there anyone that you would like to give a shout out to 
whether a content creator, streamer, or anyone like that. I'd also like to give a shout out to the one and only Jammy. Jammy! Ladders! This man, Jammy. Basically, yeah. so he's sort of messed me in DMs every now and again. I'm not, most of you, or some people, will be aware of this. But I did a charity stream, I helped him out with a charity stream last weekend. Yeah. Uh, we raised just over £1,000 for charity. Yeah. So with that, he came to me on well, about two days ago. I was like, yo, are you able to do this? And me being me, I was like, yeah, sure. Didn't really think much of it. And then, so my slot was a three-hour slot. And what I did was brought a bunch of people together to raise a bit of money for charity. And that gave me a massive boost on my, just my stream stats in general. And that really helped. Obviously, it made me... It, it joined in an entire new uh, gaming family, um, which I'm chatting with some of them now. They're pretty cool. And yeah, so he, he sort of opened up a new door for me. So I just want to give him a big thanks and a big shout out from here. Welcome. You are, well, are welcome, yes. Oh, well, welcome. Welcome. Oh, well, 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 welcome. <laughs> okay, I'm going to let Nick have a few more seconds to decide. What about you? Who is your shout out or shout outs? Honestly, I've, every time I've been in this guy's stream, he's just such a good guy. He's constantly, and I mean constantly, got a smile on his face he has also just hit his affiliate and of course i am talking about cosmic blueprint well done mate well done on getting your affiliate and well done for your thoroughly entertaining streams your positivity your energy when you are streaming is just infectious you like you're like an american version of dd just constantly smiling. Constantly yeah, you're constantly happy. engaging with the chat. You're constantly smiling. You're just a really nice guy, and I think the affiliate is just going to help gravitate you to a whole new level. I'm really pleased for you, and I'm pretty eager to see what is going to happen in the future. So, Nick. Hello. Your turn. Hello. So, I. I... Right. Get there in a minute, people. <laughs> I'm going to be that guy. Oh, God. Yeah, oh, God. In comes the self-promo. Right. <laughs> so, there's a few people in the TGF that are amazing. Well, there's everyone. Everyone in the TGF community is amazing. I've got two, by the way. I hope you don't mind. Crap up. But you'll like the second one. So, do you know what? My first shout-out has to be to Mr. Robot. Yeah. Three shout-outs in a row now. My Three Mr. episodes. Robot. Are you feeling the love yet, Evans? It's not the Evans, reason it's why Evans. He gets it. Is right. because he is so down-to-earth. He works so fucking hard. Yes, and he, he streams when he can. And this guy, I shit you not, I've lurked in... So many streams over the past week. He is so down to earth. He's an amazing gamer. And he's just so awesome. If it, if it wasn't for meeting Pixie and GameStar, I would not know him. And I feel honoured to know him as a streamer. He is um, amazing. I've got to chip in there and say that's mainly due to Pixie. Pixie was the one who introduced me to him as well. I pretty much the same time she introduced you. So I can't take the credit for that one. This is all for Pixie. 
I wouldn't be without that man. But Evans, you are an absolute fucking legend. We all love you. Stay awesome. And keep them selfies coming because you're amazing. And and Evan, (laughs) Evan, I am going to tell you, stop telling us not to promote you, dude. That shit's not going to happen. We're not going to stop. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to promote people that we like, that we think are great content creators. I think he deserves to hit affiliate. I cannot oh, yeah. believe that he's not affiliate already. I know. Every time he goes live, I'm just going to lurk. I mean, I do that with most people anyway. If I'm following you, if you ever see me put a parrot in chat, by the way, it means <laughs> I'm lying lurking. in bed and I'm lurking, but my keyboard's on my desk. So. Which means he can't be asked to move. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I'll as send a parrot whilst I'm watching Netflix. As like, long yeah. as you are putting their volume on at least 1%, it will count. As always. Yeah. yeah. So mm. when we see the parrot, it's like, lurking! Lurking! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know how low numbers can be discouraging, so. Yeah. That helps. I'm going to take this moment. My second is not just one person, it's not just two people. It has to be the OGs of the TGF. Regardless of taking streaming out the window. We're not doing this based (laughs) on streaming. Within the past month, I took a break from Twitch. I got rid of my Discord server. I fully involved in the TGF. Still wasn't oppressed with you doing that, mister. I don't give a shit. (laughs) I don't give a shit. Take the fucking compliment. But besides the point, since being fully TGF we have created an awesome Discord channel for anyone that wants to be part of the TGF to join, it will be linked in this podcast, so don't you worry guys, we have an active community thanks to everybody that's in the TGF, whether it be your VIGs your normal TGFers your ambassadors your OGs and Gamester and Pixie, the Gods of TGF. Yes, they got a new title. Just added. Um, (laughs) But the amount of time and effort the OGs have put in, whether it be small little tweaks to the Discord or checking up on everyone in the Discord on their daily check-in, everyone does such an amazing job. And it's not going unnoticed, guys. I'm sure Games from Pixie will agree with me. You guys are awesome. We all love you. 100%. And you are representing an amazing brand. Not a brand, a family. I'm going to put my two pennies worth in on that. No, no, no. No, This is my moment. No, I'm just going to say that from when the Discord originally started to where it is now, I personally cannot thank the OGs, and that includes you, Nick, before you fucking start, on how much you have helped me with that Discord. This is why you are the OGs, and I fucking love you all. Okay, carry on. (laughs) (laughs) And like I keep saying to Pixie and GameStar, they may thank everybody, but without them, them, the TGF is not the TGF. Without the OGs. I've said it a hundred times, man. They support us, but we support them. And everybody supports everybody. I think we, personally, I think we have the right people as our OGs. And I wouldn't change any of you for anything. 
And the reason we did this is, well, partly due to COVID, partly due to it being something that we wanted to do for a while now. Uh, we just, we saw so much division when it comes to the TGA and everything else. We saw so much division and we thought, no, we need something we need positive. We need mm. somewhere for people to go that can just jump into a Discord, have a chat about gaming, and just do what they love to do, talk about games. And that way, in some small, insignificant way in the grand scheme of things, we could get people to join together and unite instead of being divided by all the bullshit that life has to offer right now. That was the whole point. That in, is in the why TGF, we do it. We don't see your colour, your creed, anything like that. We see you for a gamer. You are yeah. all equal mm. to us. It doesn't matter your platform. It doesn't matter your age. It doesn't matter your sex. Your, whether you're fat or skinny, whether you're rich or poor, it just does. We don't care. We judge you by your character, nothing yeah. else. And that is what we stand for and we feel blessed that people have seen what we're trying to build here have seen what we believe and the core belief system of tgf and said we love that we're going to help you with that we're going to support you with that because remember, yeah do you know what i remember the discord actually being called pix's server yeah and then it changing yeah it's because you never used discord and i told you to sort it out and get on discord yeah, so my my other shout out is going to be to Nick for kicking no. me up the arse to no. actually get me to do this. No shout out for me. I'm I'm on the stream. You're not allowed to give me a shout and out. And I am also going to give. Stream. I am also going to give TJ a shout out just because then we've got we we've got to know you a little bit, a little bit, a little bit better, a little bit better. And this is why he's my ambassador. And me and you, TJ, you need to get on Warzone and carry me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a bit chunky, so you might hurt your shoulders, but yeah. Ah, oh, that's fine. <laughs> so, that's it, my friends. That is the end of the podcast. If you're interested in being part of the TGF, that is the gaming family for anyone who doesn't know, then you can do so. Simply follow the link that's in the description of this episode, and it will take you right there. All are welcome. But you're going to need to... You're going to need to actually engage with us, engage with the chat, we don't want you to come in in the hopes that we can get you to affiliate. That's not what we're here for. We are here to support you on your journey to affiliate. So if you engage with us, you will gain new roles and you will be able to self-promote yourself in our server. And we will start championing you as well. We will start telling other people, look, go and check this guy or this girl out because she's putting out or he's putting out really good content. And that is what we believe. Mm. That is how we're going to do it. And that is what hopefully you will want to be a part of. Also, please go and give the people that we've given a shout out a watch. If you like their content, drop them a follow. If you don't, at least you went and had a look. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. And also, if you would like to wear some of the merchandise of the TGF, it is now live. Oh, it is live where? on Thitherleech's Twitch. You will post it, obviously. So yeah, there's even some. There's even some on Pixies on mine as no, well. No, there isn't any on mine. I need to redo mine. Do, do you mine. Have some. 
I've only got mine, I've only got the Pixinus, I haven't got the TGF. If you'd like to support the TGF by buying merch, we have merch available and all the proceeds go back into the TGF. So please don't be shy. Come and say hello. We don't bite. We nibble. <laughs> and please ev- feel free to join the Discord. <laughs> and remember, Sorry, every couple of <laughs> months, <laughs> every couple of months, there will be another giveaway in the form of an artwork that I create myself, and it will be given to one random person in the stream. So if you want to be in with a chance of winning it then all you have to be is in that stream. And there is going to be a chance to win a TGF merch that games to designs, but I colour in. (laughs) Yes, that's coming very, very soon. So there's only one thing left to do before we say goodbye. And that is, Nick, you need to pick a number between one... And 50. 16. 16. This is for everyone who doesn't know, is for the competition that we are now running from episode 11 through to episode 12. We have got two numbers chosen. Two. One from me, one from Pixie. Now, whoever gets closest to my number and whoever gets closest Sorry, to Pixie's Lynch, did number, you say 16? Yeah. yeah, will win another artwork from me. TJ, we need a number off you between 1 and 50, please. Let's go with my good old friend number 36. Giggity. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's the first two entries. Of course, there'll be another two entries next week. If this, you want to get in this contact... This giveaway will be done on the 20... Well, the 23rd first podcast yeah we will get the 20th episode as the final two answers and then on the 21st we will declare who the winner is uh, and just, can I just, just clarification see. is it going to be just the podcast guests that are guessing this or is it going to be in the server I'm at least let a, people know <laughs> I am going to do a separate one for the TGF server so this one is just for the guests it of the is. podcast okay Cool, cool. And can I just say that I am a proud owner of a first ever giveaway, first edition drawing. Yes. From GameStar. And guys, you need to get in on this. They are amazing pieces of artwork. If you've not checked out any of GameStar's creations, you need to check them out. They are amazing. Yeah, there is a Creative Juices channel within the TGF server where you can put all your artwork. Feel free to post them in there and you can get some good feedback. People are not going to blow smoke up your ass and tell you it's great when it's not, but people are also going to let you know if they think you're amazingly talented. That's the whole point of the channel. Right, we are going to be ending the podcast here. So Nick, say your goodbyes, my dude. Toodles! TJ. Can I get a hi? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I told you I was there. He had to do it. He had to fucking do it, didn't he? TJ. Oh, I saw that coming. Uh, peace out, guys. You know where to find me for next time. And I am going to say a toodaloo. And I'm going to bid you a fond farewell. Until the next podcast, my friends, thank you for joining us. And we shall see you, lovely lot, in the next one. Ending jingle, 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 jingle. <laughs> <laughs> jingle, jingle, jingle. <laughs>